This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for Green Thumbs in Canterbury, out and about with the Canterbury Horticultural Society. Ray and Lorraine from the Canterbury Horticultural Society out and about in Christchurch. And weren't the cherry blossoms beautiful around the oh, park? Oh, they've been amazing, haven't they? I mean, the blossoms everywhere have been fantastic. They have. Yeah. Yeah, just gorgeous. Yeah, so gorgeous. It's been a, it was lovely to see, actually. Yeah, it was really nice. lovely. Yeah. And as we said last month, <laughs> unpredictable weather. Oh, fuck. Snow in October. <laughs> Yeah, uh, first time in what, 60 years? 60 or so? odd years. Yes, yeah, since we've had snow in October. I know. It was mm-hmm. actually, I know you don't like the cold, but it was just quite pretty to look out the window. Yes. It looks like somebody had been around with icing sugar <laughs> over the whole garden. <laughs> yes, it's pretty to see from outside, yeah. From, from in, um, inside, inside yes. yeah, looking outside, yeah. And of course, we the, all the beautiful blossoms were just about over anyway, mm, but I mm. guess it's affected some things. But however, we looked around our garden and really not, didn't damage any of the young the new growth coming on. Oh, okay, good. And I think it's probably because it was only a light sprinkle. Yeah. And because it's not as cold as a frost. Oh, okay, isn't it? It's warmer. Mm, Oh, okay. So it doesn't freeze, really. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Hopefully the ground's going to warm up, Lorraine. (sighs) Yes, yes. um, We're going to get some warm days and warm things up. I think so. But I Mm. think that we've just got to accept it's going to be typical spring or probably, you know, a bit more drastic spring. Mm. We're going to see a lot more of these odd um, weather events coming mm, up, yeah. Yes, with what's happening around the world. That's exactly yes. So, yeah. and but the plants will be starting to grow, and I'm mm. sure everybody's looked in their garden and seen some mm. very shy little new shoots coming on things. Mm. So, um, mm. Mm. yeah, but you have to keep watch. We keep mm. watch. We read the temperatures every day in the paper. Okay, and get get the frost cloths out and oh, so okay. on. Yeah, because right. it's just you know. Right. They're, they're quite precious, aren't they? Poor, these poor little plants with oh, just new growth. <laughs> they are, actually. Yes, yes, yeah. they are. They are, yeah. Well, have you got your potatoes in for Christmas? No, I've got them there, but I haven't actually uh, put them in the ground yet, so... So you're not going yeah. to get them for Christmas, are you? Oh, well, I'll get them at some stage, won't yeah, I? Well, absolutely. <laughs> Once I get them in. Yeah, yeah, well, I think that, well, probably depends on what they are. What did you buy? I know you I bought, bought Island Hardies, actually, and Agrias. Oh, well, they're so, both um, they're both main crops, so they're yeah, they 120 are. days. So you've got four months to it. <laughs> okay, you'll get oh, them well. for Easter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I've got Jersey Bennies, and I'm putting them in. Not next week, but the week after. And, oh, okay. But I don't need them for Christmas, so right. I need mine for January. I'll just have to buy some, won't I? Yeah, well, there's yeah. always going to be some Jersey Bennies and yep. Cliff's Kidneys for sale for Christmas. So. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. So, um, so potatoes. Yep, potatoes yep. in. Mm-hmm. Um, Fertiliser. Yes, it's, make sure you put some fertiliser and compost on and also some lime, you yeah, know, to, two to, to three. Adjust, yeah. yeah, two to three weeks before planting your young plants and that. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. you're right with that because, mm. I mean, a lot of the soils, you know, um, has been leached over the winter months with mm. all that rain, so mm. it needs a boost. It mm. does, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think. And your plants, it'll ha- your plants will be happy for Be thankful for it. For it. They will, they definitely. Will they but, will. Uh, but still, you're not going to plant anything out till show weekend, are you? No, no. Well, 
No. No. I know everyone gets excited about yep. Labor Weekend. That's in the North Island. <laughs> but you know, down in the South Island, you, mm. you're silly to put anything in much before show weekend because if you do, they just sit in the ground and sulk anyway. Mm. And it isn't really till mid-November that we get enough warmth in the sun and the soil. So yeah. hold your horses, everyone. Yeah. Don't get too excited. Keep yeah. them in pots or keep them in your glass houses. Yeah, or, or what I'm going to do is put some in seed in seed trays and put them in. I've got these racks. I'm going to put them in that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Which I'll yeah. do in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and anything mm-hmm. like beans or anything that you don't want to, that don't like being transplanted, mm-hmm. you can just put in those little grow pots and then when, when it's time, you can pop them out in the ground and they just pop through those grow pots, don't oh, they? Okay. Yeah. Right. So mm. that, that would be another good way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as fertilising your plants, I think mm. your citrus trees have been needing some fertiliser now because, of course, they've been sleeping because they're sort of pretty um, – they go to sleep over winter generally. But I've noticed ours are starting to throw out some new shoots. Oh, Okay. Right. And they're gross right. feeders, and I think they'll be pretty hungry. So they'll need some fertilizer. Yeah, won't some they? good citrus yeah. fertilizer. Citrus fertilizer. Yeah, yes. Citrus fertilizer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. let's just buy one of those proprietary ones from um, the nurseries mm. or from garden mm. centres. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. And what? And what about putting? Um, um, what's that? Mulch. Um, no. What's that? White. Uh, I can't. No. I can't oh, it'll what, come to you. Well, I can't think of what it is now. Yeah. Epsom salts. What about oh. putting Epsom salts? Well, that if that if you've got the leaves are yellow, if you've got oh. really serious, oh, okay. your leaves have gone completely yellow. Right. They haven't got any green veins. Um, a dose of Epsom salts can actually help. But you wouldn't just put it round just to be on the same. No. Side? No. No. You wouldn't. Okay. Not. It would just be a waste of Epsom salts. Oh, and, okay then. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's oh, a, well, I've learnt something. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, how are your spring bulbs looking? Um, the spring bulbs are all they're all sort of finished, but um, yeah, I haven't done anything with them yet. No, well, it was really other than cut the dead heads off. Cut them. the dead heads off. Yeah, yeah, and you don't, and we don't pull take pull the green out, leaves no. off, and no. we don't, and actually we don't tie the leaves in knots nowadays either. It's frowned no. on by all the nurserymen that. Mm. So you just have to put up with them straggling all over the place. Mm. Um, it's not so bad in the garden, but when you've got them in pots, I think you just have to put the pots away and hide yes. them, don't you? Yes, yeah, 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 that's what I do. But yeah. don't forget about watering them because they need water to build up the bulb for, for, for next, next season. Year, for next mm. season, yeah. 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 So yeah. there's that. Um, oh, and I was looking at fruit trees and I was looking at those delicate blossoms and thinking, how are they putting up with this wind? But, oh. you know, they're amazingly strong, aren't they? Oh, are they? I the, haven't got any, so... The cherry trees oh, and, right. the, and the pear blossoms are, are such fragile-looking oh, things. But they're still hanging on. But they're hanging on there. Wow. And, oh. yeah. so, and they're oh. going to... Um, so if anybody wants to, you know, thinking that they're going to, to spray them, because, mm. you know, you never know what's coming along... Mm. Do please consider the bees. Yeah. Don't spray them at times when the bees are going to be around. And it's no good spraying in the wind either because the spray goes over everything else. Right. Um, just read the labels. It tells you. Yes, read yeah. the label. Yeah, and always read the labels. That's a good thing to do. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, feed your lawns because, I mean, they've been hungry over the winter too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and they're starting to grow, so it's time to feed them. Yep. And did you know... It's going to be National Gardening Week in a fortnight. Yes, I did. It yes. starts on what date does it start it's on? It starts 17th. on the 17th to the 24th of October. And that's run by? 
It's run by Yates. Yates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anything mm-hmm. exciting happening or do um, you just go onto Yates' website to find out what? Yeah, explore online at Yates. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a good thing to do. Mm. Mm. Well, Lorraine, we had a good chat with um, Jane Kern Harris about Mona Vale. We did. So um, it would be nice for people to have a little listen to what Jane's got to say. Yes, yeah, that would be good. Well, this morning I'm talking to Jane Cohen Harris. Jane's the president of the Cant- of the Friends of the Christchurch Botanic Gardens. I must get that right, mustn't I, Jane? Yes, that would be helpful. Thank you. Know where we're going or where we where we're talking from. That's exactly right. Well, we're here to talk about Mona Vale today because I've been thinking of for a while. Not many people who've come into Christchurch since the earthquakes probably know much about Mona Vale because you know it's it's not on anyone's path anywhere in some ways, is it? No, I think that's very true. A lot of people who live close to Mona Vale are very familiar with it. Uh, and I, myself, when I used to live closer, used to walk through quite regularly, but didn't actually know an awful lot about the gardens and the house itself. Uh, so we're really hoping, as we have, apart from anything else, we have guided walks, so we're really hoping that we can let more of the uh, Christchurch population know a little bit more about the place. Well, would you like to give us a little potted history? I'd be delighted. So just a little bit of background. The land originally belonged to the Dean's family, who uh, were based over where Rickerton House is and Rickerton Bush, which people may well be familiar with. Uh, and then in the late 1890s, they sold a parcel of it off to the Weymouths, this couple. Uh, and the wife, Alice Weymouth, was a very keen gardener herself, and they built a substantial house there, which they called Kariwa, but they only lived there for five years. I think they found somewhere else that they preferred and they built another house somewhere. So obviously moving house regularly was a thing of the time as well. It was At that point it was purchased by Annie Townend, who was a very wealthy uh, woman. She was widowed by the uh, time she bought it, and she renamed it Mona Vale, which is named after her mother's birthplace in Tasmania. So that's where that name comes from. She also um, acquired a little bit of extra land and she added on the Fenelton Road Gatehouse, which has been restored a few years ago by the City Council and is currently leased out. She also um, added on a fernery and the fernery itself came from the great exhibition held in Hagley Park in 1906-1907. And so she dismantled that and then had it all rebuilt up at Mona Vale. And it's, it's... it's gone through a bit of a restoration itself as well, though. That's, that's fascinating because, you know, everyone's heard about the Great Exhibition, but we didn't know there was a relic left behind. No, there are quite a few when you, um, when you look a little bit deeper in Christchurch and Canterbury, there are quite a few relics left around. So that was one of them. Um, and that has also been restored more recently. One of the other things that she added on was the bathhouse. And she based it on a bathhouse that was built by her father up in Wiperer, a, a grand, very grand house he built up there, and there was a bathhouse there too, which sadly burnt down two years after it was built. So there's no remnants of that left. <laughs> so we'll talk about the bathhouse maybe a little bit later on as well. But she also, uh, she owned it until 1914 when she died. And there were a number of other owners after that. And then in 1939, Tracy Goff 
bought it of Goff, Goff and Hamer's fame in Christchurch and lived there some of the time. No one seemed to actually live in the house for long periods, but lived there some of the time right up until uh, it was owned by them until he died in the early 1950s. Uh, and there was a little bit of a debate about uh, ownership and wills and things after that, but eventually in 1959 it was sold to the Mormon church. And in the mid-1960s, they had actually planned to demolish the house, subdivide the land off. Of course, it's very valuable land in Fendleton. And people in Christchurch were so appalled by the thought of that that they had a huge public submission was put out. They raised a lot of money through the Civic Trust and the Rotary. And the City Council also added in some money as well as uh, it was then Rickerton Borough Council uh, to be able to buy Mona Vale. And it is now run basically as, uh, well, the house is run as a catering venue and the gardens are now run as, uh, through the Botanic Gardens, under the Botanic Gardens um, staff as well too. Yes, because the Botanic Gardens staff not only look after the Botanic Gardens, they look after all the historic parks, don't they? They do indeed. They look after a whole lot of different um, small reserves, historic reserves around and various monuments in the city. Uh, which is a huge job, mm. as it happens. So Nikki Brown, who is the main uh, manager of the gardens at Mona Vale, is also in charge of all the reserves as well, all those, and all those little historic gardens, like, say, for instance, the Edmonds Garden in Woolston, uh, yes, and a whole lot of other ones around the place. So she has an extremely busy job. Mm. So she is the curator there and, and plans all the garden designs and everything. Yes, yes, she's involved in that area. She doesn't do the actual garden. She has two garden staff who work there with her. And one of the apprentices from the main botanic gardens is rotated round there as well. So they have a total of three staff actually working in the gardens themselves. Well, there's quite a few different garden areas in Mona Vale, aren't they? I mean, there's the obvious ones that we know, the, the, the lily pond and the, and the rose gardens, but I'm sure there's others as well. Yes, it's, it's quite interesting. The lily pond itself was put in by Tracy Goff at some stage. Uh, but there are, you're right, several other fascinating areas. And one of the bigger ones that's known is the uh, rose garden, which was established in 1970. Uh, and it became a, which is the same date that Monavale became a public park, and it was redeveloped for a lot of heritage roses for the World Rose Convention in 1994. Uh, and surrounding that, although it had a lot of hybrid tea roses, along the brick wall, which has been rebuilt since the quakes when, when they were damaged, are a lot of beautiful heritage, heritage roses uh, trained up there well worth going to visit in November and December when they're at the main sort of flowering period as well. So the Heritage Rose Society partners with the Mona Vale um, staff and tend to uh, help, help out with managing some of those roses as well. So there's that area. There's also has been an iris bed area uh, facing north, uh, quite close to the river. Uh, and that had fallen into a little bit of disrepair, but it's just been being replanted as well with... Uh, irises from the Mochicarara Iris Gardens, which are no longer run as a commercial venture, but luckily we've been able to um, 
extract quite a few lovely um, irises from there as well, so that's pretty exciting. Oh, yes, I've been out there when it was a commercial venture, and so you had some beautiful irises. Absolutely beautiful too. So I think there are quite a few, a little bit overgrown now, but actually um, able to manage to get quite a few there. There's also other areas like there's the, a hot garden, which is being redeveloped at the moment, and beside the fernery is a rather exciting little venture, which was a Mediterranean garden. It's, it's behind a um, metal gate, it's like a little secret garden, in fact. And that is going to be uh, completely revamped in the next couple of months and developed into a white garden, which I think will be quite beautiful. So it's a watch this space sort of area uh, and one that could easily be missed if you didn't know where you were going to look. So is that like the Nancy Steen Garden in Auckland and in Sissinghurst, like that sort of I think, thing? Yes, I think it will be, actually. And it's, I haven't actually seen Nikki's plans yet, but it will be quite different. It's a very overgrown Mediterranean garden at the moment. So it's, I think it's going to be very exciting to see what happens there. Mm. Oh, that would be lovely. So um, after the restoration, what did they have to restore in the gardens after the earthquakes? Well, they had one of the main things was the areas like the... Um, the brick walls, which run parallel to the railway line, uh, and some of which really had fallen down and were in a very bad state. Uh, some of the brick walls around the rose gardens as well. And I suspect they probably had to do a bit of repair work on the bridges. As you know, there are a couple of bridges where various side rivers come in. Um, the Waimari Creek is one, and there's another one as well that come into the main river there, uh, which would have needed repair to be safe. And they are not safe for um, vehicle, large vehicles to go over these days, which is why the gates at the, um, uh, what's the word I want, the, the, the Fendleton Road end aren't, aren't accessible by cars. But, uh, but you can still come in through the, the back of the um, yes, girl, girls' the high or is it yes, boys' high or something? Mona Vale Avenue, it comes off um, Kilmarnock Street. Yes, yes so you can still come in that way too. And there is a very good car park there, which interestingly happens to sit on the site of another large greenhouse that was there and was demolished, I think, in the 50s or 60s, uh, but the footprint's still there. So that's another project, but maybe I'll talk about the one that's nearer to hand, if I could, as well. Yeah, absolutely. You want to talk about I the bathhouse. What a good idea. Yes. <laughs> so the bathhouse itself, um, as I mentioned earlier, was um, built by Annie Townend, fashioned on one that she and her father had had up at their house up at Wiperer in North Canterbury. And she originally had subtropical plants in there. Tracy Goff uh, changed it to put an indoor swimming pool in, which is still there, but the swimming pool currently is um, covered over with planks, and it's, I suspect, in fact, the whole bathhouse does need quite a lot of repair work done. So that was one of the other main areas that hasn't had any repair work. In fact, it's the only main structure in Mona Vale because the house has been repaired that still requires repair work done to it. Well, can I just ask you, I assumed that a bathhouse was somewhere you went to bathe. Is that not, the, is that not so? Well, I think it probably was called the bathhouse once Tracy Goff put the swimming pool in. That was what it was. <coughs> I don't think any town in would have called it a bathhouse because it was a basically a, a lovely greenhouse. So that's why it's called the bathhouse now. And it was um, destined to be repaired in 2017. And sadly, the council has delayed that. In fact, they've postponed the repair to 2029. Mm. 
So the friends are really, really worried about the fact that uh, we it will fall down by 2029. Well, I guess, Joe, um, it was probably built um, of wood and things, so it would have lots of sort of structural damage, would it? Yeah, well, it has quite a lot of, I think it's bricks which have been plastered over around the base and then the windows, and they look a little bit the worst for wear at the moment. Um, I think the bath itself, as in the, the swimming pool, is not safe to use anyway, and I suspect that's cracked in the bottom too. So it leads to other challenges of what else one could do with it. Um, but, <coughs> excuse me, the friends have become involved with uh, Mona Vale over the last 18 months, um, partly to give help to the gardeners, the few gardeners that are there, but also because we would love to see a restoration done of the um, bathhouse itself as that last remaining structure that needs to be repaired at Mona Vale. We did put a submission into the council about three months ago or six months ago, and sadly that wasn't approved for um, bringing forward the repair date. Uh, so instead we've decided that we were, we'll carry on and we'd love to do some fundraising to help with the bathhouse repair. So part of that is going to be a high-end, top-end Edwardian tea party. And this is going to happen on the 12th of March next year. Uh, we're going to have a marquee on one of them. There's a marquee lawn there, which you'll see if you ever walk around the gardens. It's an area called the marquee lawn, which is used for weddings. And it's a lovely sheltered uh, part of the gardens. So we're having a marquee there, catering done there. We will have uh, some lovely small groups of uh, quartets playing, some uh, choirs singing, uh, and all sorts of other lovely things happening there too as a lovely Edwardian tea party. So you're thinking they're being scattered amongst the, the trees and the other gardens and people could just wander around and... Yes. Oh, well, weather permitting, yes, as well, too. It's always very hard if music blows away and you've got a, a quartet playing. Um, as a musician myself, I know it's very challenging playing outside as well, and the wind tends to drift away. But we are hoping we may have some selected areas maybe within the marquee as well, too. But we are really looking forward to getting support from locals. Uh, it's going to be, as I say, quite a high-end event, uh, and we would love to see locals there. We're getting a lot of interest from people who do live locally, who walk through the gardens and would love to see what else they can do to help. Mm. So is this a ticketed event or is this an invitation event? It is going to be a ticketed event and we will have information about it on our Friends of the Gardens website, which you can find online, uh, and we'll be able to pay online with that as well too, so yes. Oh, that's, it's lovely to see that something like that is starting to happen. Um, and lots of the other lovely buildings have been restored, so it's and, and Monavale Garden is so lovely. Well, I think that's right. It's a little bit of a hidden gem in the gardens, and it's often you tend to walk through just on the, the roadway, but if you stray off that path and go round to the river and then in front of the house, down past the bathhouse and to some of the areas beyond, there are some beautiful, uh, very um, well-established trees and some lovely beds of some delightful plantings around lovely to visit in springtime lots of lovely spring flowers coming up as well as summer and autumn so it's a really worthwhile place to explore just a little bit more so we hope to attract more people well that's lovely to hear all about that because i know that i've done what most people do i've walked through on those paths and i've looked at the lily pond and i've been i've had a picnic once in the rose garden but 
the rest of it is, does need exploring, doesn't it? Oh, it absolutely does. And if you'd like to have someone to help you to explore, we do. the guides of the Botanic Gardens do run um, walks once a month. Uh, it's either a Saturday or a Sunday, and you can find out information about that, again, on our Friends of the Botanic Gardens website under the events uh, label on the menu bar, and we'll let you know all about that. Well, that's lovely, and thank you for coming along today and talking to us about it. Sounds an exciting project, and I guess if anybody really wants to help or do donations or, or come and just physically help, they just get in touch with you on the Friends of the Botanic Gardens, um, Friends of the Christchurch Botanic Gardens website. That's great. Yes, that's f- thanks very much for that, Ray. That's absolutely right, too. So get in touch. There's um, either my name, uh, Jane, uh, Cowan Harris on there and a phone number or just email to the Friends of the Gardens and we'll be able to point you in the right direction. Well, thank you very much. Well, Lorraine, some good things coming up at the Canterbury Horticultural Society. What's your favourite thing? Well, the, on the 13th of October, there's going to be the butterfly lady, Maria Ramiro, is going to be doing um, a thing at the kiosk for five dollars for children so oh so it's a children's holiday thing it is That'd a children's holiday thing. oh you. she's an amazing woman isn't she, she? she is she is, lives to her butterflies yes, she sure does yes mm-hmm. um then there's plenty of other courses coming up as well mm-hmm. there's a softwood cutting workshop also on thursday the 13th of october so you know that's this thursday coming so it's mm. quite mm-hmm. a good thing um and of course matthew's going to talk about know your soil because mm. after all that's yep. where your garden starts? Well, it does, exactly, yeah. I'm going to that because I want to find out about my soil. Yeah, can you bring along your own? A piece yes. Of your own so- oh, yes, you bring you along a sample. Yeah, and yes. Oh. Well, I'm going to bring two samples, one from the front and one from the back. Oh, great. See, yeah. Yep. And then there's four-season vegetable growing, so mm-hmm. that's for growing successful, continuous garden of veggies so that mm. would be good for for beginner gardeners won't it it will it will yeah yep. and, and then there's a beginner's guide to home gardening which is a um a five a five week succession course with a, um, a tutor from i think the tutors from oh i can't think where it is from now i think from something like the botanics anyway they're all the street tutors are all really well um sort of educated and well mm. uh, experienced so mm. The, mm. The, the courses are really great I mean, yeah. Rachel's yeah. doing a great job of, of getting good tutors and the numbers are wonderful so great. Yeah, we'll have Christchurch blooming in no time <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah well cool. hopefully we're not going to get any more snow No. hopefully not too many more frosts mm. but just keep your eye on with the temperatures because yes. it's still not summertime, much as we like to think it might be. No, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but you know, the garden is looking as though it is going to come alive. I, I've, mm. During winter, I always think nothing's going to grow, and suddenly things pop up, and mm. it's mm. and it all sort of looks back to normal again. Mm. It's amazing, isn't it? It is, and it's interesting to see what different like my perennials is sort of sending up new shoots and so that you know they're all doing their thing yeah my tree yeah. pennies and mm. full flower and right yeah, yeah. Nice. and the Solomon seals popped up and it's yes, always it a, is too yeah yeah mine is too yes yeah. each day it's sort of coming up about an inch higher and yeah, it grows quickly doesn't it, it once does. it comes up so yeah that's yeah. always a sure sign that with we're getting there all right yeah, yeah. okay okay cool. we'll keep happy gardening for the yeah. next month and yeah. um we'll chat again in november